Hello and welcome back to another episode of Throwdown Sports. I'm your host, Henry. This is a podcast where we keep you updated on sports. We talk about sports. We do everything in sports. So coming up in this episode, a little later on, uh, last episode was the first time I did stardom and sit for like fantasy football. And the people really seem to enjoy that. So we're going to do that again. And I'm probably going to start doing it every Thursday podcast. So th- definitely make sure to stick around to that. We're going to do that in a couple minutes. But before we get into that, we're going to go over some big headlines. But before we get into the big headlines, I just want to take a moment to appreciate LeBron James. So as we all know, the, the Lakers beat the Heat two nights ago. So And so they play again on Friday. So with the win on Friday against Miami Heat, LeBron James, that would secure his fourth NBA championship and and add a lot onto that Michael Jordan, LeBron James, greatest of all time debate. But let's leave MJ out of this just for a second because I just want, it's worth taking some time to appreciate what LeBron James has actually accomplished. So I just want to go, I just want to go and just give you some numbers here. Just listen in on this. We got to appreciate LeBron James. He's played 259 playoff games. Well, actually, game five would be LeBron James' 259 playoff game. That's tying Derek Fisher for the most of all time. That's incredible on its own, but when you consider how hard LeBron James plays, it makes it even more impressive. And among the top 10 in career playoff games, LeBron James is number one in usage rate. Yes, that is a stat. Usage rate, 32.1%. Didn't even know that was a stat. It is. That's just how much he's used in the game. That really shows a lot of stuff about LeBron James and how important he is to his team. He's also missed zero of those playoff games. Since making a postseason debut in April uh, April 2006, LeBron James has never missed a single playoff game due to injury. Not one. Think about that. Out of all the playoff games he's played, not one. I mean, that's just insane. That's in the next closest is John Stockton with 182 most consecutive playoff games. LeBron has 258. That's just insane. Soon to be 259 as well. That's just insane. My other thing, LeBron James's playoff minutes, 10,728. <laughs> that is crazy. KD ranks second among active players in total playoff minutes played, sitting at. 5,598. LeBron James and Andre Iguodala are the only two other active players to have ranked up more than, to have racked up more than 5,000 playoff minutes. Just crazy. And here's a noteworthy part. LeBron James has has played 5,000 more minutes than Durant. 5,000. And counting. (laughs) That's just crazy. A guy who still claims is still claimed as the best player in the world, and I honestly think that he is the best player in the world. I'm not done yet. LeBron James' playoff points score, 7,423. LeBron just does a lot more than just soak up minutes. He bl- he he does, in those minutes, he plays hard, and, he, and, and he's the only player in league history who has scored 6,000 playoff points. Just insane. And he's at 7,000. 423. Only one active player has half as many points as LeBron's 7,423. And again, that's Durant at barely over 4,000. That's just insane. Another thing, playoff assists, 1,854. A huge reason LeBron James has has been to nine of the past 10 finals is because his court vision in passing is 
it's, it's crazy. Just so good. And after surpassing John Stockton in Game 3 of this series, LeBron James now ranks second in career playoffs assists. Only Magic Johnson has more. So that is crazy. And another thing, yet another thing. This is my last one. Closeout win percentage. 79.2%. Stats are one thing, but triumphs are the ultimate prize. As LeBron James sits on the on an almost so being so close to another title and most likely and probably gonna get it, I think. Nobody in the history has been able to to do what LeBron James has done. He has won an outstanding 79% of his closeout games. Just insane. Okay, we have re- we have appreciated LeBron, and we're going to move on to our big headlines for today. Yay! Okay, we're going to dive into our big headlines for today. So starting off our big headlines, we have gigantic news. Bill O'Brien got into a heated exchange with Houston Texans star J.J. Watt during a recent practice. The incident, which also included defensive coordinator Anthony Weaver, took place this week leading up to the winless Texans' Week 3 loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I guess that is the main reason why Bill Bryan has been fired as coach and general manager just a day later after they fell to a 4-0 loss on Sunday to the Minnesota Vikings. So, Bill O'Brien is out of Houston. Other big headlines. Yet another Tennessee Titans player has tested positive for COVID-19. This was announced on Thursday morning. And just another, like, so many have, have been happening. Like, each day you look in, like, Two had it one day. Three had it the next day. So this bumps it up to the Titans organization now has 23 since September 24th. So more more COVID-19 tests. It's just, it's, it, I hate to see that because we. I feel like we knew it was going to happen. It's We hate to see that. Hopefully no more players can test positive. And that we just go away, but it was it was bound to happen eventually. I mean, we didn't actually think we we're gonna make it through the whole season without a player testing positive, right? Anyway, that was your big headline for today, and we were moving on to week five, Stardom and Sit'em. Yay! All right, it is time for week five, Stardom and Sit'em. You guys really liked this last week, so let's do it again this week for week five. So, in, I've changed it up a little bit. We're still gonna go with the basic Stardom Sit'em, but I've also added in one sleeper. And one, and one bust alert. So we're gonna go two two stardom, one sleeper, two sitem, and one bust. So let's get right into it. Starting with our stardom quarterbacks. Yes, we're. Gonna, I forgot to mention we're gonna go quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Okay, let's get started with our quarterback week five stardom. It your main stardom quarterback this week has got to be Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's matched up against Philadelphia. But this, hear me out on this. Ben Rostenberger has already been a solid quarterback through three games of this season. So he's already been really good. He had the surprising bye because of COVID-19. We all know what happened there. That was in week four. But here's the thing. He has averaged 22.6 fantasy points in his past five games coming off of a bye week. So I think coming off of this bye week, Ben Rostenberger is going to have a very good game. Matched up against Philly. I think he will have a very, very good game. So definitely make sure you start Ben Roethlisberger. Our other stardom quarterback is going to be Teddy Bridgewater, matched up against the Atlanta Falcons. 
It's going to be interesting to see if Teddy Bridgewater can take advantage of his matchup this week against the Falcons because it's so it's it's such a good matchup to have as a quarterback. The Falcons have allowed four touchdowns to quarterbacks in every single game. That is with Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, and the combination of both Nick Foles and Mike Rubinsky because they like switched up or whatever they did. I would not expect Teddy Bridgewater to throw for four touchdowns. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect. I'm not saying that he's gonna have have at least four touchdowns. I'm not saying that. But he did just have three touchdowns against the Cardinals in Week Four, and he's been doing pretty good on the run lately. So I would expect him to throw for maybe two touchdowns, maybe run for another one. In, in either either way, that he's gonna get at least 25 fantasy points. Trust me. Okay, going on to our one sleeper for this week. And this one's probably going to surprise you. It's going to be Kirk Cousins of or going against the Seahawks. The matchup is great for Cousins since the Seahawks are allowing the average quarterback. Listen, listen to this. The average quarterback, they're allowing 408.5 passing yards per game. That's three of four quarterbacks have scored multiple touchdowns. Or I mean, three of the four quarterbacks have scored multiple touchdowns going against the Seattle defense. But that's Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins has yet to attempt more than 27 passes in a game. I could definitely see him throwing for a lot and definitely, definitely, a, he'll, he'll have a good game. I, I know that's not the best case for him. I just, I feel like Kirk Cousins is going to be our sleeper for this week and he'll definitely have a good game. Okay, moving on to our two sit quarterbacks for this week. Our sit quarterback, our main one is going to be Matt Ryan matched up against the Carolina Panthers. Matt Ryan, I do not like him without his star Julio Jones. He is questionable with a hamstring this week. If the if Julio cannot play, I you gotta bench Matt Ryan. We've seen what Matt Ryan has looked like in the, with the past two weeks without Jones, and he was limited. We've seen what that was like against Chicago and Green Bay. R- Matt Ryan has combined for twenty five fantasy points in in those in those games there. The Panthers also have been good against opposing quarterbacks this year, holding their car, Tom Brady, and Justin Herbert to combine for three touchdowns and two interceptions. Kyle Murray went three touchdowns against the Panthers, but he only had he only had 133 passing yards. Keep an eye on Julio Jones' health. If he's out, really consider and really think about benching Matt Ryan this week. It really does come down to Julio. I know that's weird, but I think it will I think it will come down to whether Julio Jones is healthy. Okay, our other sit for this week is going to be Carson Wentz matched up against the Pittsburgh defense. I think this one is kind of obvious. I do not like how he's go- I do not trust him going against the Pittsburgh defense. We all know how stacked this Pittsburgh defense is. We all know what they can do. I will. I can. I can see in my head right now Carson Wentz throwing for like three touchdowns this week. No joke. I can see him throwing for a whole lot of touchdowns. He's already thrown or <laughs> excuse me interceptions. Interceptions. He's already thrown for seven interceptions uh, this year so far, and that's tied with seven touchdowns. He hasn't thrown many touchdowns, and he's thrown a lot of interceptions. That's exactly what you don't want as a fantasy quarterback. Wentz is averaging 22.5 fantasy points in his past two games against Cincinnati and San Francisco, which is better than the 13.5 he averaged in the two games at the beginning of the season, and that was against Washington and the Rams. Hopefully he's been he's going to start heading in the right direction. But this week is going to be a down week for Carson Wentz going against his Pittsburgh defense. Do not start Carson Wentz, please. I'm begging you. Okay, 
bust alert. We're almost through with our quarterbacks. Our bust alert for this week is going to be Tom Brady. Yes, that's surprising. Tom Brady. I, I do not. He's going to be a bust. And and he didn't. He So last week he was without Chris Godwin, hamstring. And he will be without Chris Godwin again for this week at Chicago. Oh, I forgot to mention they're going against each other in or tonight, actually, only in a couple hours. So definitely make sure. So Tom Brady is a bust. No Godwin. And I don't like this setup that, that Tom Brady has since he had to travel on a, sh- on a short week. The Bears had yet to allow multiple touchdowns to an opposing quarterback, including matchups with Matt, Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan. And along with Chris Godwin being out, the Buccaneers are also down no O.J. Howard due to an Achilles injury for the season. And Justin Watson has also been ruled out as well. I still view Brady as a low-end starter in in all leagues, but I'm just not com- confident against him playing well against the Bears on the road. I know, I know again, I didn't make the best case there. I just I, I can't see him. I can't see him just having like a breakout game. I just can't. Anyway, we got half fit in a short break, but when we come back, we're going to cover our running backs and our wide receivers. Make sure to stick around. You have a lot to say. Maybe you've thought, I should start a podcast. Meet Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. It's a powerful mobile app and web tool that lets you record a podcast anywhere and distribute it everywhere. It's great whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out. And it's 100% free. You can record your show straight into Anchor on your phone, iPad, or the web using any mic you want. Record alone or with friends or co-hosts anywhere in the world. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, we are back from that short break, and we're going to dive right back into our running backs and our wide receivers. Again, we're going to be starting uh, following the same format that we did for uh, quarterback, so I'm going to do two start stardom. I'm going to do one sleeper, and then I'm going to get into two sit and then I, we're, of course, we're going to have our bust alert. Okay, so let's get started with our stardom for running back. Stardom. This one is so obvious. Stardom. Kareem Hunt matched up against the Indianapolis Colts. This is so obvious. It's the moment we've been waiting for with Kareem Hunt. Now that Nick Chubb, due to a knee injury, is out. This is moment we have been waiting for. I've been waiting for this. At least I have. I don't know if you have. I've been waiting to see what Kareem Hunt can do just by himself. I remember watching the first game that he played, back when he played for Kansas City. And you could see the the talent that he has. I'm hoping to see that in these next couple of weeks. We've seen what he's capable of. No Nick Chubb. This is going to be huge. This is going to be so big. He comes into week five averaging 16.5 points per points per game so far this season but he's mostly been playing behind Nick Chubb you got to remember that so without Nick Chubb it's going to be huge I'm so excited to watch Kareem Hunt super duper excited okay our other big stardom and he's been a stardom for a while I said a while ago but I didn't do stardom and sit him for a while ago is Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers matched up against the Atlanta Falcons. This is by far a stardom. you got to start this man. No Christian McCaffrey, of course. Davis 
is Carolina is based on a running, they're a running team. No Christian McCaffrey. He was coming back, possibly coming back week six. I heard is when he's most likely going to come back. But in week five, Davis should be continuing to dominate, getting like a ton of touches. He's averaging 21.5 points or fancy points in two starts. And he should stay hot against the Falcons, who already allowed four running backs to score at least 19 fancy points this season. Atlanta is the second in the Atlanta is second in the NFL with 34 receptions, or 30 34 points allowing to, allowed to running backs. So this is going to be a huge game for Davis, and and he has he has also been good on the ground in the past. He's also or not on the ground in the air. He's also been pretty good catching 21 passes in the past three weeks. He's been huge for Carolina. I myself am a Carolina Panthers fan. I was heartbroken with Christian McCaffrey got injured not but also because I have him on my fantasy team I was heartbroken as a Panthers fan I was heartbroken as a fantasy owner but I saw this Mike Davis guy come in and I'm like maybe I should pick him up I mean because they're going to be giving the ball a lot to him best decision I made in fantasy so far this year and huge for the Panthers he has won them the two games just huge huge just huge okay so we're going to move on to our sleeper our sleeper running back is going to be Antonio Gibson, matched up against the um, matched up against the Chargers. So, or excuse me, excuse me, not the Chargers, not the Chargers, the L.A. Rams. I was looking in, and I was I wrote down L.A. and then I remember Chargers. Yeah, you know. Okay, against the Rams, he is more than a he's more of. He's more than a sleeper, honestly. He's actually more of a starter. Some people may not have even heard of Antonio Gibson. I had honestly hadn't heard of him till last season. But you have to be impressed by the way Gibson has played these past three weeks. If you haven't heard of him the past three weeks, you've not watched enough football then. With at least 12, 12 fancy points for each game, while, while it's great that he's scoring a touchdown in each of the past three weeks, that's huge. The best part of his performance is continuing to do insane in the passing game with seven catches for 93 yards on eight targets in the past two games. They, if I have been, they're going to target him a lot more because they've seen what he can do catching the ball, and he could, he could, be, he should be considered a top 20 running back in all leagues for sure. Okay, that was our sleeper. We're going to move on to our two sitems, and then we're going to move on to wide receivers. Okay, Sidham for this week is going to be Daryl Henderson matched up against the Washington Redskins. Daryl Henderson was a disaster last week, as I had I thought he was going to do really good last week with with eight carries, but he only had eight carries for 22 yards. He did so bad last week, along with one catch for 16 yards on one target. He was outplayed by Malcolm Brown. They've because they've been putting in Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown could actually be a starter. Because they they're giving the ball a lot more to Malcolm Brown, who had nine carries for 37 yards and five catches for 19 yards on six targets. And I wouldn't I would trust that Brown is going to be getting a lot more a lot more looked at, more pat, more targets, more carries than Henderson this week against the Washington football team. However, uh, yeah, that, I mean, actually no, however, that pretty much covered it. They're going to be giving the ball a lot more to Malcolm Brown. And they're not going to get as much to Daryl Henderson after the disaster he had last week. 
Okay, moving on to our other Sidham is going to be Latavius Murray matched up against the LA Chargers. Latavius Murray was a was great last week for the Saints with 14 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns, along with one catch for 19 yards on two targets. That was against Detroit. But I would not go chasing. I would not go chasing after last week, and I would not expect similar results this week at home against the Chargers. In three games prior to week four, Murray has combined, combined for 14 fantasy points. Not each week, combined. And he's facing the Chargers defense this week, who has yet to allow a rushing touchdown to a running back, including matchups with one Joe Mixon, top eight running back in the league, two Clyde edwards Hilaire breakout rookie, three Mike Davis, who has been popping off lately, and four Ronald Jones, another very good running back. Alvin Kamara should be great against this defense, but Murray is likely to struggle, especially if he if he's not going to be getting the ball as much because they're going to be giving it to Kamara. So definitely keep him on your on your bench this week. I gotta say, keep him on your bench this week. Okay, our our bust alert for running back is Melvin Gordon matched up against the New England Patriots. I am expecting Phil Philip Lindsay. Oh, Phil Blinsey to return this week. He had a toe injury, and he is expected to return this week following a three-game absence. And Gordon filled in pretty good, and he sh- but he's going to be get- going back to getting shared touches. Gordon has been great this year. He's been great filling in for Lindsey, but Lindsey is their go-to guy. But again, he's been great this year with at least 14 fantasy points in three of the four games. He has just been... He's just he's just been a solid. He's been very solid at week four against the Jets. He he went for 22 carries, 107 yards, and two touchdowns. Very very good lately, along with two catches for 11 yards. He also had that game, but it could be trouble in New England, especially with backup quarterback Brent Rip, Ripton starts again over Drew. Uh, starts again for Drew Locke because he has that shoulder injury, and the Patriots haven't allowed a rushing touchdown since week one, including matchup with Chris Carson. Top five running back in the league, Josh Jacobs, top ten running back in the league, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, breakout rookie. I'm fine with Gordon, but I'm also not fine with him. Because Lindsay back, he's just he's not gonna be getting as many touches as everyone thinks he's gonna get and how many he's been getting. He's just not gonna be he's just not gonna get the ball. He's not gonna touch the ball that much. But big bravo to Melvin Gordon for filling in for Lindsay. He's done great. Okay, so we're getting tight on time, so I'm going to have to go a little bit fast through these wide receivers. No biggie, though. So, again, we're going to go over our two stardom. Uh, uh, one uh, sleeper, and then we're going to go over our sit two sit and then our one bust alert. All right, stardom for wide receiver is going to be DJ Moore going against the Atlanta Falcons. This is sounds kind of interesting. Robbie Anderson is also a stardom. Start both of them. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Both the Panthers uh, wide receivers must be started. The matchup against the Falcons is fantastic. We should see DJ Moore have a breakout game since he's due. He has 20 points per game in two weeks at Tampa. Um, and, but he has had... But he has been at nine points per game or at less in his other three games. Atlanta has allowed three touchdowns to wide receivers, but five have already gone over 90, have gone over 90, excuse me, sorry. 
Atlanta has allowed three touchdowns to wide receivers, but five have already on over 90 receiving yards against against the secretary or against the secondary. This is huge for just any Panthers wide receiver, honestly, but mainly DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, who have scored at least 17 points per game in their in, so I should say 17 fancy points per game. You're probably getting confused, but 17 fancy points per game in three of the four games this year. So, definitely DJ Moore is your main one, but also if you have Robbie Anderson, definitely make sure you start him as well. Our other stardom uh, wide receiver is Will Fuller going against the uh, going against the Jacksonville. Jacksonville cornerbacks are banged up with DJ Hasten with a hamstring injury. He's on injury reserve and CJ Henderson with a shoulder injury. He will be sidelined. That should allow Fuller to stay hot through week three. I think he's just gonna use his speed and go straight through the secondary. It should it should be fun to see. He's gonna dominate. Just trust me. He will dominate. Jacksonville's already has has a pretty pretty bad defense. But again, with their two actual good players out, literally anybody going against them now could be good, and Will Fuller especially. Okay, that does it for our stardom for running backs. We're gonna move on to our one sleeper this week. Or excuse me, not running backs, wide receivers. We're going to move on to our our sleeper. So we're going to do one sleeper. So our sleeper, our sleeper running, or uh, wide receiver for this week. Darius Slayton matched up against Dallas. Darius Slayton was great in week one against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh with 28 fantasy points. But he's combined for 19 fantasy points in his past three games. So he had a really good week one struggled the next three weeks. That was going against tough defenses like Chicago, San Francisco, and the Rams. Dallas has struggled with receivers so far. If you were here last episode, you remember I went off on, on Dallas's defense. You can go back and listen to that. I went off on them. So, Dallas's defense, they've struggled. However, and however, six guys have already scored at least 16 fantasy points Against the secondary, Darius Slayton and Golden Tate are both are both going to be big sleepers in in this. This is just a, such a good matchup for for uh, the Giants. I think the Giants might walk away with a win. That would be a big upset. We'll see what happens there. Okay, moving on to our two Sidham wide receivers. Sidham AJ Green going against Baltimore Ravens. It's time to bench AJ Green in all leagues. And some some fantasy managers in like a ten team league are starting to drop him. This despite his thirty three targets on the season, Green has scored a combined twenty four fantasy points in four games. That's not per game. That's combined in all four games. That is not good. He's being outplayed by Tyler Boyd and the rookie T Higgins. They're just noticing that there are younger, faster, better wide receivers on this team. However, I would definitely look to pick up Tyler Ward or T. Higgins. That, those would those would definitely definitely be good to pick up. Just sorry, I think AJ Green is out. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are in. Our other Sidham is going to be Julian Edelman matched up against the Denver Broncos. It feels like another game where the Patriots can run the ball and not have to throw. And Edelman has struggled the past two weeks with limited targets. He's had 12 targets combined against the Raiders and the Chiefs, and he's only scored 10 fantasy points over that span. He also looked lost against the fir- uh, in the first game without Cam Newton. 
it's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to watch. I do not think Julian Edelman, I just don't think he'll have a good game against the Broncos. At best, Julian Edelman is gonna be like like ten points this week at best. I just I know I'm not I'm not making good cases for either of those guys, but I just got a feeling that those guys are just not gonna do good. Okay, our last little bit for Startup Sidham this week is our bust alert for wide receiver, and it is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. matched up against the Indianapolis Colts. Odell Beckham was awesome, absolutely phenomenal last week against the Cowboys with five catches, 81 yards, and two touchdowns on eight targets. He also added 73 rushing yards and a touchdown on only two carries. He scored 38 points per game, or he, not points, he scored 38 fantasy points, and it was great to see. And but I'm um, start. Uh, I don't think you'll keep that up. Don't look back at last. Don't 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 look at last week's numbers. I'm um, I'm gonna move him to the bust because I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to struggling. Because really, without that game in Dallas uh, last week, he's done nothing on the season. He's he's just done nothing. Dallas has allowed five touchdowns to opposing wide receivers, but three of them came in week one at Jacksonville. And Allen Robinson in week four is the only wide receiver with more than 64 receiving yards. Only 64 receiving yards. I cannot see Odo Beckham doing anything. I know it's so hard to bench Odo Beckham after what he did last week. And honestly, just in general, most leagues, it's hard to bench him. But you should just expect lower expectations for him. Okay, that's going to do it for our Stardom Sidham. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Third On Sports. That was a long one. Hope you guys were entertained, kept up to date. And just... I hope that Stardom Sidham helped you guys out. So, I'll be back on Monday. I'm Henry. Peace out, y'all.